If I lead you to the water, would you drink from it? I ain't the greatest, but I think I'm on the brink of it. Come to think of it, no one does it better. When it comes to the BS, I'm Helen Keller. I don't see it, I don't hear it. Can't even be near it. Make the money disappear so we can make a reappearance. Thank you all for tuning in. You know I only spit the truth when I shoot the shit. Oh. Craig, we good? Good morning, good evening, good uh, 727, wherever you listen, whenever you listen. We appreciate you. You're listening to Shooting the Shit Podcast. I'm Tarpot. I'm Smelly. And I'm Skiv. And again, we are joined by the man with the plan, Craig. Shooting the Shit is exactly how it sounds like. We will be talking about who knows what. All tangents are accepted, nay, welcomed. Everything's on the table, and nothing is off limits. Shout out Back Woodman for the music again. Make sure you check him out on all of his socials. Again, that's Back Woodman. Merry almost Christmas to all the listeners, to all of you guys. Merry almost Christmas, Kwanzaa, Hanukkah, whatever you celebrate. Happy that. I'm pretty sure Hanukkah already happened. I did it. Just asked Craig. Craig is Jewish, can confirm Hanukkah already happened. All right, so happy belated Hanukkah to everyone who celebrates that. Um, Because we are an inclusive show for everyone except for Philly. Fuck you, Philly. Just kidding. We hope you had the greatest weekend of your life, and we hope everyone else out there had a great weekend. I hope everyone had the best ones of their lives, and if you didn't, there's always next week. We got a good one this week. Uh, We got shit bags and stacks to get to. Then we're going to get to the draft this week. We'll wrap up with some sports and then answers to questions at some point in the episode. We have no idea. But before all that, let's get to today's discussion topic. What is the worst present to get for Christmas or whatever you celebrate? Kai? Yeah, I'll kick this off. And when I first opened this present, I was so excited. I thought it was literally going to be the greatest gift of all time. And it just quickly turned downhill instantly you know those like little remote helicopters like you just fly them around they got the the blades flying i opened one of those puppies up i'm probably like nine ten years old obviously you got to try her out i opened that thing up flew it for less than 15 seconds and crashed into the christmas tree down in flames caught up in the garland caught up in all like all the ornaments and shit that helicopter blade like flung off the whole toy was destroyed in in seconds i thought i had the greatest rc heli of all time and it was gone in less than a minute i swear every single one of those rc like helicopters cars anything were just like they never worked like i don't think any kid ever got one of those and it ever like did what it was supposed to do they always just like broke right away you like open them up and whatnot, and you're flying them, and you're like, oh, there's a little bit of a lean left here going on. And then all of a sudden, it flips upside down, and boom, you're decommissioned like that. Nothing wrong with a left leaning thing. Um, growing up, actually, uh, we didn't have much. Now we got a lot, but we didn't have much. And uh, <laughs> we didn't have much, but my grandparents would take me to Woodfield to fly those things around at one of the kiosks for 30 minutes just like as a test drive and then we'd leave and then come back next week that was my treat of the week 
I always wanted to get like the big ones, but after my experiences with the little fucking six inches are flying into trees, I don't think I could handle one of the big mamas. I just don't think that would go well. And then there was that kid that like on your block got one of those like motorized little cars and they'd like drive it around and you were just so jealous. Like the ones that you could like sit in. I know there's a kid across the street from me that had one and I was like, dude, I want that thing so bad. <laughs> You're rolling around in the little Corvette just bumping around the cul-de-sac. Even better was like those RC cars that could go like 50 miles an hour and you'd see some kid whipping them down the street and you're like, God damn it, my helicopter's dead. One of my neighbors had one of those cars and he would do it like all hours of the day, even at night. And the thing just like hums. So it's like you hear this guy running his RC car at like 11 at night and everyone's like, shut up. Worst present that you could ever get. It's a customized, like, uh, like a customized hoodie or customized box, customized boxers or something like that from your significant other that don't fit like you can't return that you can't what are you supposed to do with it donate it then you look like a shit bag to your girlfriend like what do you do i'm not saying melissa i love you you haven't done that but i'm just saying imagine if that was to happen i just feel like those gifts in general are shit bags like if you get me like underwear with your face on it that shit's going straight in the trash can yeah, no chance I'm wearing anything, any faces on my cheeks. That's just not happening. Who, I don't even know the people who would think that, like, that's a good idea. Like, I swear you have to request that. Like, you don't just get that out of the blue. You're talking about for boxers? Yeah, boxers or, like, anything with your face on it that you're supposed to wear, I feel like would be predetermined that you were already going to wear it. And you know the quality is just going to be like horrible because it's from like some tiny company that is like buying their cloth from someone else that's buying it from another person. So it's like it's going to scratch you. It's going to be like uncomfortable. It's just terrible. Did you get that gift ever? No, I've never gotten that. But I was just thinking about like what would the worst present to get be? And I was between that and something else. I'm not going to say it in case it is skivs, but I just feel like that like anything that that can't be returned that you're never going to use is the worst present of all time like i know if 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 my girlfriend didn't know what to get me ever i'd either say don't get me anything or just get me like a thousand bucks to amazon that'll suffice thousand <laughs> just give me cash i'll just do with what i please okay um i'll do mine and mine is less about the present itself, but more about the whole act that follows it. And for me, it's when you get something that you already have. Because you have to put on this whole show that you're so thankful for this thing. And you're like, when I get home, it's already going to be sitting on my dresser. Like, I don't know what I have to like be in Hollywood for a second here and make it look like I actually care about this shit. And you're like, wow, this is just the best. Like, thank you. And you're like, fuck, like they know I'm full of shit. You're like, thanks. This this idea was so good. I bought it for myself six months ago. You did it again. Imagine like, uh, imagine like those kids when like they're young. They're like, oh, dad already got me this for Christmas. Five years old snitching. Just be grateful. I feel like I've definitely gotten like video games from like one on like my mom's side, and then like the same video game from somebody on my dad's side, and you're just like, fuck, I got this yesterday. Like you're a day late.
right, we're uh, we'll kick it off now to our our stacks and our shit bags of the week. You guys want to start with stacks this week or shit bags? What are we feeling? Maybe a little change up. I'd prefer stacks. I, I I like to keep that consistent. Stacks it makes me feel good, you know, listening to good things. I don't want to hear about shit bags until I'm ready for the bad news. All right, you want to kick it off then, Mister Good Vibes? I'd prefer not to. I'd love to hear what you got to say. All right, I'll kick it off with my first stack of the week. I'm going to have to go with Christmas lights and tryhards. The people that produce, like, the massive fucking displays. You've got, like, Jesus and the, what's that called? The manger? Am I, like... The the Messiah? Yeah, the Messiah. You got that all set up. You got lights up and down. Santa's on the roof. That shit looks sick. Got to be a stack of the week. I don't know. Thoughts? There's someone in your neighborhood, two houses, actually, that just go like insane for this and whenever i drive to and from your house i see them and they they must have like their electricity bill in december must just be ridiculous because they have every square inch of their lawn covered in lights i don't know how you can have the time to do all that or the resources to pay for that much electricity because that's crazy how do you sleep like it's just so fucking bright all the time how do you sleep shout out higgy baby i know you were try hard for putting up christmas lights there's actually a story that he told us he electrocuted himself uh, when we were juniors in high school. He actually took the day off because it was bad. But uh, I don't understand how you f- like fall asleep with all those lights. They got to be on those like timer things. Like you only have them blasting from like six o'clock to midnight, and then you shut them off. But like the whole display when it's dark out and everything's lit up, yeah, it's lit. But there's all there is that like whole cul-de-sac by me. It's not even like two houses. It's like a full cul-de-sac of like eight of them, and they all go hard. Mad props. Like you gotta just give it to them for that. Takes a lot of effort, especially those people who like uh, sync up the light moving with music. Like those guys go much harder than I ever want to go. Like I feel like that's a lot of effort and a lot of money. I totally forgot those even existed, but I went to one of those like the other year i think and it was literally like synced up with the radio and they have like music and their like whole display is synced up i don't know how the hell you do that but that's awesome okay my uh my second stack of the week this will also be our first ever recurring stack of the week that's how good it is online slots we all knew it was coming it is a stack online slots stacked stack them together this weekend, me and the boys were running some slots and whatnot. It's like three in the morning. We're down a couple hundred bucks. It's not looking too bright. The night's going poorly. All of a sudden, boom, $900 hit. 30 minutes later, another $900 hit. We went fucking crazy. That like that rush I got in that 45-minute period of hitting two mega jackpots is the reason why online slots is always a stack of the week. The thrill was none other fucking 30 seconds and you literally make 1.8k that shit's crazy off of like a dollar 25 bet keep in mind so we're going like 1800x on these bets that's crazy you might want to talk to theo about your whole multiplier here because after you went to bed he gave me one of the uh you saw nothing treatments and just blew about 300 of that 1800 that you had so you might want to reconvene with him and figure that out well, the thing is, is we go up and down. Theo has a process, okay? Sometimes you got to let the kid go wild so that you can go back up. There's no ups without downs, Skiv. 
but I'm sure he probably a refunded it or B we even made more like that next morning too. We went up another like 500 bucks during work in the early morning. <laughs> it was crazy. It's a Friday. What do you want me to do? Work? No way. I'm playing online slots. You guys were definitely buzzing on those slots. Like, what was it? What was this sum? About 2K? Yeah, net total, we went up two. We went up, yeah, 2K total. We were up a little bit more and then dropped down again. But 2K total between four guys in the account. I don't know. $500 payday on a Friday morning. Can't can't really complain. Seems like slots is a profitable strat. You should you should quit your job to do that full time. If I had a bigger bankroll, I may I may I may. That's why we work. We work to build the bankroll, and we'll just rip slots from here on out. I'll retire off of them. You should go back to college and major in slots, and then just like learn all the algorithms, and then just like cheat the system and just play slots the rest of your life. If I could do that, I would definitely quit my job right now and sign me up. Uh, my, uh, my last stack of the week, bags and destroying dads. The pleasure I get when I play against a like 35, 40 year old dude in bags and you just start peppering him left and right. And he's like, what the fuck? You go over the top, you're sliding in. He's got nothing on you. That's how I felt on Wednesday. You boys were there or Skip, you were there. It was fucking electric. No. Yeah. You were, uh, definitely in your element. Um, you and Stevie Gas came through with a big dub, and that was really exciting for everyone that was there. Uh, Steve was getting a little tipsy towards the end, so you kind of had to bear the load and get the win for the team, but so be it. He was chucking against the beast, so it makes sense. But yeah, I mean, you looked like you were uh, in your Super Bowl there, so that was, that was good. I enjoyed watching it. Yeah, that was big. That was like a Peyton Manning-Tom Brady matchup that was going down. If everyone else could have seen it, you would have gone crazy. It was a little toot my own horn stack there, but I had to throw it in because we got the dub. What was it? Was it like a best of three, best of five? How does it work? Yeah, so it was like a 24-team tourney, double elimination, and then the finals was a best of three games. So we won 2-1. We won in game three, but smacked them around in game three nonetheless. Fire. Good shit, bro. Okay, so for my first stack of the week, I'm going to go with a very general people and being petty. And the reason behind this is Bill's Mafia is like known for doing like outlandish shit following games as like an overreaction to what happened in the game. So two weeks ago, they played a game, felt they got screwed over by the refs, and the fans ended up donating $50,000 to visually impaired organizations because the refs in their mind couldn't see shit. So... I think it's just hilarious that like that many people pool together that much money to make a point that they're upset about how the game went. I think it's so funny. The best part is that probably wasn't just Bills fans. That was probably just a whole lot of Saints fans in the mix there too and anyone else who feels like they got cheated by the refs this year. Yeah, that's why I hit it with just the people and being petty because I'm, I'm like you said, there's probably tons of people that are pissed about it. So it's just funny that like people can take their like money that they work every day for and just throw it at some cause like that. And this like random org is like just shocked that they have all this money now because football fans, it's crazy. I wish I would have seen that GoFundMe link. I definitely would have lobbed five bucks to say fuck the refs. 
I don't think that's like I don't think that's the first time they've done that either. I'm pretty sure they like did that for Andy Dalton when he beat the Ravens to send the Bills to the playoffs or something like that. There's there's been a few a uh, few occasions, but yeah, that's it's a good group from throwing dildos on the field to donating to uh, the blind. I like it. And just like smashing every table that's ever existed in the state of New York. They're a they're a diverse fan base. They cover all. They cover it all. Yeah, they're funny people, but um, so my second stack of the week is the CTA and Wooks. So we're not doing Wooks this week, but I saw plenty of them. So I'm going to let you guys know what I saw. So the first occasion was <clears throat> a couple weekends ago, and we were taking the train into Chicago, and there were like three dudes with Divi bikes on the train. And... I don't know what you know about Divi bikes, but they're literally everywhere in Chicago. Like there is zero reason to take a Divi bike on a train unless if you're trying to boost your Divi stats. Like these guys are literally carrying around bikes through the subway system when these Divi racks are quite literally everywhere. So I swear the only reason is like these guys have like a challenge with each other and they're trying to see who can get the most miles on their Divi bike because it makes no sense otherwise. Unless if they're like stolen or something, I I don't get it. It makes no sense. Maybe they like take them and then recycle them or something and like get money for the metal. I, it seems like anyone would know that that's a Divi bike and probably not accept it at like your local resale shop, but I'm not really too sure. Yeah, they're like neon blue and they say like Divi on them. It's like you you would instantly be like caught for like having a Divi bike. Like, they, first of all, they like if you don't check them back in it charges you over time. So these people are literally like spending hundreds of dollars to just have the Divi bike checked out in the first place. I mean, what if they've got an emotional connection to the bike, dude? They just don't want to give that specific bike back. I don't know. I guess I was just mind fucked when I saw like people paying for transportation twice to do one thing. (laughs) Like they were paying for a train ticket and to rent the Divi bike. Like you can do both, but just not simultaneously. Maybe they have a vendetta against the people who buy Divi bikes, so they just hijack them off people and take them, and then you can't return the bike, and your account keeps getting charged. So really, they're just screwing whoever they pushed off the bike. Imagine if that's actually what they're doing, dude. I laughed really hard at that. They just they just beat up a guy to take their bike, and they just held it forever. What are they supposed to do? Cancel the account? They can't. The, the dude owes them money, so they're like, nah, we're not getting this money. We're just going to fuck you this way. <laughs> and then, so, I took the CTA a few times that weekend, so I saw some other stuff. Um, I was on the way to the Chris Kindle market in Chicago. If you ever have a chance to go, don't. <laughs> I got there. The line was so long that it wrapped around the entire square block that it was on so the start and end were in the same spot and i didn't realize that so i walked all the way around just to get back to where i started and it was like i was like this is not happening but anyways we were on the train to go down there and there's this couple they're like probably like 18 years old maybe on the cta and they're sitting at like the end of the train trying to rip off the emergency exit sign to like put on their wall or something. Who knows what they're going to do with it. But the, the kid's sitting there like cranking at the thing. Trying to rip it off for like 10 minutes. And eventually 
this like seven two glass cleaner stands up and walks over to them and goes, "What the fuck are you doing? Like, who do you think you are? Sit the fuck down!" Like, he just started walking out on the kid, and he was like, "You ever touch that thing again? I'm gonna beat the shit out of you!" Like, he's just going off. Like, this guy was like the CTA rim defender. Like, he would not let anything fly there. It was insane. He had Hall of Fame glass cleaner. I just. I just don't understand. I'm assuming how old were these kids about? Literally like 18. Like they they looked so fucking weird. Like the second I got on, I noticed them and I was like, I wasn't worried they were gonna do anything weird, like in terms of like harming people, but I could just tell they were freaks. Like they were just up to like nothing that made sense. I I for one know that I have stolen a stop sign before or yanked one out the ground and then kept it in the basement for a while. I know my roommate Anytime that he got drunk, he would just go out and rip off a sign. He's a psychopath, so like he's different. But I think our entire apartment was decor of road things. Like we had a yield sign at one point. We had a, a construction horse at one point just hanging. I don't know. There's also a difference between a stop sign and a laminated piece of paper that says emergency exit. Like this thing literally has zero value. Like it's a fucking eight and a half by 11 sheet of paper with a sheet of plastic over it. Like, what are you going to do with that? It couldn't even fit on a wall to look for it. Like if you put that on a wall, it's not even big enough where people think it's a decoration. They just think it's actually an emergency exit. The other thing is too, is if you're going to steal a sign, you can't get caught. That's like the key with all your signs. Uh, If you're taking a sign, it's late at night when no one sees you. If you're fucking prying at a sign on the subway, with 20 other people in the car, you're probably going to get caught. They're just trying to be sneaky, dude. Let them be. Let them be. All right, so moving on to my stacks of the week. Sorry, bro. I forgot you didn't go yet. I, I, I'm out here trying to skip them, moving on to ship bags. I totally forgot you didn't go. So my first, uh, my first stack of the week is something that all three of us in this room here can relate to heavily. It's uh, 2K22. And maxing out our credit cards for VC. Uh, this past weekend, cumul- cumul- cumulatively, I think I got it. Uh, we all spent at least 1700 bucks on the game. It's electric. We went from 60 to 98 overall. No, that's that's cap. I, I think I think we spent probably as a group uh 150-ish, yeah. just about. And I don't know. I just, I just think it's really goofy that uh, we max out our credit cards to do that. It was totally worth it. The thing is, is when you're fucking playing with some scrub sixty overall, like you're not gonna in- improve at all. It's gonna take you two weeks just to get so you can make a, a standard jump shot. You spend a little bit of money on the game now. You're throwing down windmills on CPUs day one. Way, way better. Yeah, I don't know. We've kind of had like a a bad phase of playing the shit out of that game lately and i don't think that's ending anytime soon so stay tuned for more information on that 2k sponsor us <laughs> 2k can't sponsor us they canceled your account for an hour and a half yeah that was whack i literally re- reloaded the game probably 10 times tells me my account is expired and banned and then i reload it one more time and i change nothing and all of a sudden i'm back in it just like locked me out of the account for a full hour. I was like, nah, fuck you. You don't get to play. They thought you were hacking. You went from 80 to 90 way too fast. They didn't realize you bought $150 worth of VC. 
got to do what you got to do. Like I said, I'm not bricking jump shots for the next two weeks. I got I got to get a little action going. And then my next one, uh, my next one is going to be people who don't need to use big words to sound smart, and people who are ESL students or at least ex ESL students. I was sitting in a conference room last week, and someone was saying these ginormous words, and we walked out out of the meeting and i was like does that guy know what the fuck he's talking about and everyone was just shitting on him saying like oh no he's dog shit at his job like he doesn't he has no idea what he's doing he just pretends like he knows what he's doing so then i had them explain to me what he was trying to say and uh it made a lot more sense so shout out everyone who didn't have english as their first language this is your stack of the week oh yeah you're stacking the guy who is an esl along with the inability to use large words. No, 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 no. Yes, yes. So if the person, if the guy who's presenting doesn't use big words to someone like me who's smooth-brained, who doesn't know what the fuck's going on, it makes me feel better that I understand the concept. So you're a shitbag if you're sitting in a room with foreigners and you're using big-ass words. So it's a stack or a shitbag? <laughs> it's both. It's both. The stack is not smart people and people who can speak well to not smart people. Okay, I follow now. So it's like... Yeah, so you are the not smart people and the presenter is the smart people. The presenter needs to be a smart person. (laughs) We're we're not even discussing that. Apparently, this is what I'm talking about. I'm not smart. That's why you guys didn't understand. I should use bigger words. Uh, And then my last one is going to be uh, Indians and first football games, first NFL football games. I am Indian. Um, and I went to my first football game this past weekend. And while we, me and Robo, shout out Rob, walked around the stadium, we did not come across a single foreigner. Every single person in that building was white or African-American. Of course, we're in the middle of Indy. However, why 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 are we just ignoring Indians? Like I I felt I felt alone. That's why I had to wear a cowboy hat. You were probably the only Indian in the entire state of Indiana on that given day. There was none other in the state. Obviously they weren't at the football game. If you go if you go have you you guys have been to football games? Do you guys run into other Indians? I guess I've never thought about the race of people I walk past at a football game, but I feel like I've seen everything. Like, Bears fans have everything. See, my thing is, you said Indians and first football game, but if you were the only one, then how is it plural? You're right, you're right. Indian, me, and football games. Unless if Robo's Indian. I don't think he is, but maybe, like, his 23andMe came back and there was a surprise in there. He, he identifies as Indian. That's, that's what I've been told. That's what I've been told. Where were your seats at? I know you were bitching about no touchdowns or something in your end zone. Uh, we were close to row 10 in, and uh, in section 101, which was right behind the uh, the upright, which is pretty cool. But no touchdowns on your side of the field? Well, there were there were two touchdowns scored on in our end zone. Unfortunately, the first one was in the first six minutes of the game, and it was Naeem Hines on a fucking wildcat play. And then the next points that got scored in our end zone was the very last play that the Colts had. 
and it was a Jonathan Taylor 69-yard rushing touchdown. Fuck you, JT. So good. What did you expect as a Pats fan going into Lucas Oil? I told you, the Colts underrated team. I called it, what, six weeks ago? Now they're coming in for the wrath. We we might not hit that nine and a half over you got, Tarun. Looking like you might be paying me out this season. The Pats may be dead. Jonathan Taylor may have killed the Pats, but uh, that the energy in that stadium was electric. I I have to say that was a lot louder than I expected it to be, and it was. Robo was saying that it was the first time he had been to a sold out game like that, and it was especially because it's in a dome. It's just everything's louder. It I couldn't hear shit. The thing you have to realize is that not only does Jonathan Taylor play for the Colts, he played twice in that stadium before he was ever a Colt in the Big Ten championship game, so he had an unfair advantage. He should have only been allowed to run on one foot because he had more experience there than he should have. True, true, true. I agree. I agree. All right, on to our ship bags of the week. And I, I wrote this ship bag on my list last week, and I forgot to get to it. So it's a little less relevant now, but I still have tons of beef with this entity. The SEC committee, the division, whatever it is, the higher-ups of the SEC can go fuck themselves. They rigged the Alabama-Georgia game so that Alabama would win and they would have two SEC teams in the college football playoffs. They blatantly told, was it Kirby Smart? Is that George's coach? Yeah, they called him up. They said, hey, dude, you got to lose to Nick Saban. Like, take him in the ship, but you got to throw now. We need the viewership. So they tanked that game, and that's why Georgia lost. I think both SEC teams are going to lose anyways, so it won't even matter in the grand scheme of things. But it is just a completely like ridiculous move because everyone knew Georgia was way better. And they just purposely let Alabama win. You heard it here first, folks. Congrats to Cincinnati on advancing to the national championship. Uh, according to Skiff, you can see the future. Yeah, fuck both the SEC teams. Honestly, I hope they both lose so they get zero Natty championship viewership. They thought they were going to get two, and now you played yourself and you get zero. It's the only thing they deserve. So what was Bama before the or like the week that they played Georgia? Were they four and they jumped up to one? They were three or four, I want to say, but pretty. They were they were sitting on two losses, I think. So if they lost again, then they would have been for sure one loss. Oh, one loss. But if you lose to Georgia there, then you're out of the playoffs. So they had to tank that game to get Bama in the playoffs. Georgia was already a lock. Bama shouldn't be allowed to play against college football teams. They should be the thirty third team of the NFL. They should play the champion of the AFL or whatever league tries to start up that year every single year. And if they win, then they go to the AFL and the AFL team becomes a college. I think this year it's the USFL. So that's who that's who we got to root against. Bama versus the Tennessee Corn Dogs. Okay, on to my, uh, my last shitbag of the week. And this involves me again, and I want you guys to tell me if I am a shitbag for this or if I am not. So I was at the vape store the other week, and I purchased a vape. And the guy that like runs the store has this good and whatnot, and there's no issues. Unfortunately for me, I bought two of them, and I opened up one, hit it, and it was good. So I went back to open the second one the other day, and of course nothing it didn't blink there was no battery it wasn't even dead it was just broken like it just didn't start so obviously i'm like what the fuck i paid for a vape i'm getting the vape so i go back into that same store the other day buy the same flavor vape 
open it up, but instead of hitting the real one, I hit the dead one that I brought with me in my pocket. And I was like, yo, dog, this thing doesn't work. So then he gave me another one and I pocketed the good one and took the new good one because I paid for a fucking a good vape and I got a dead vape. Am I a shitbag? I'd say no. I, I, I mean, that's totally fair. Uh, like, there's no reason for you to be paying for two or for a dog shit vape if you're paying full price. And if that's his policy, then he's just got to check the cameras better. Like, like I get it. It probably wasn't his fault that the vape didn't work, but he's the one selling the faulty vape. So he should be the one liable for the. And it wasn't 15. It's like 22 there. They overcharged the fuck out of it already. And I got a dead vape. So I was just steamed up about it. If we had like a stack segment, but for bad things. So like two shit bags combined, it would be vapes and online slots. Just such waste of money in both of them. <laughs> you just totally destroyed my entire personality. <laughs> just I'll just go fuck myself, I guess. It's no disrespect to you. It's just vapes suck. <laughs> yeah, it's no disrespect to you, Smelly. It's just disrespect to about 90% of our friend group. That's all it is. That's all it is. He's better than everyone else. Kid's got no bad habits. Mr. Pure over here. Doesn't gamble, doesn't smoke. Too, he's too good for us. I'm too good. My number one chip bag is, and I just don't understand why you do this, but the guy that was sitting two seats next to me uh, at the game, he was wearing headphones and the entire game. So like in the second quarter, I'm like, yo, what are you listening to, dude? And he goes, oh, I'm listening to the radio version of the game. While he's, at, while he's like 11 rows away from the actual game, I'm like, why why would you do that? Like, not only is the radio going to be lagged, it's like you have to wear headphones the entire game. And you're sitting next to your kid. What's your kid going to like do? Not talk to you? I was just going to ask if he was alone or not. But if he has a kid, was the kid strapped up with some headphones too? Or was it just the dad? No, the kid, the kid was standing on the seat the entire game. He was cheering. He was a good Colts fan. But I just, the dad refused to say anything to the kid. I don't think he said one word. Other than when he was chirping me, but that's to me, and it's not to the kid. I saw a video that was like at a Steelers game, and it was some guy that got like a beer poured on him, and then he started just like screaming at this fan for like so long, and the kid was like crying next to the dad, and I was like, this is just so awful. So I, we should upgrade it to just like not just that guy, but just like shitty sports fans, like just do the right thing at the game. Like, I don't understand why people are like walking into arenas trying to fight people. Like just, just watch the damn game. Uh, L2 circle um, was, was this guy being a bad fan or a super fan for wearing headphones at the game? Bad fan, easily bad fan. That's like some Steve Bartman shit at the Cubs. Like that's how you get yourself catching foul balls that you shouldn't be touching. Like, Take the damn headphones off. Enjoy the atmosphere. If you just want to listen to the game in the radio, then sit in your car and listen to it in the radio in the parking lot and go tailgate. Why pay the the two hundred bucks for the tickets when when you're not even gonna enjoy it? I agree. He was a shitbag. That's all. Uh, and then my last shitbag of the week is Joe Schneider for not going to the NFL. We were sitting in physics class junior year, and he, him, and Zim. Shout out Zim. Second straight episode that you guys shouted out. Uh, thanks for listening, Zim. Um, but Schneider got upset with uh, Zim because Zim told him 
You're five foot two. You're not making the league. Don't worry about it. You gotta fuck, you gotta start fucking studying for these exams. You will not make the league. And Schneider said, No, trust me, I will. And I I don't think it's preemptive to say I don't know if he'll make the league. I actually saw Todd McShay's board and he has him mocked as a second round pick right now. So stay tuned on that one. Kids stay disrespecting his name and he's out here taking taking top sixty four. Uh, but also, Joe Snyder's a shitbag for taking your money and uh, for not giving you your money in bags. Yeah, uh, it's whatever. I dominated him. I dominated him enough for more than enough of his money. I didn't need to bully him. Uh, if if I took any more, it just would have been bad news bears. I think I worked the total up at one point to like seven hundred, and then I took two hundred, and then he bought in a couple tournaments that we played together. So that was cool. But I'd say we're even overall. I'm not too shitty about it. Uh, he's he's still a shitbag. And then uh, real quick, I just looked at my notes. Fuck you, Philly. You're my last shitbag of the week. I've decided it. Fuck you. But I love you. But fuck you. You just came out here coming for throats this episode. Just anyone anyone else you want to like not close the yearbook on yet and come after? Fahey, you too. You're on my shit list. Who else? Who else? Jeremy Faust, you're on my shit list. I'm coming after everyone, bro. All right, I will do my shit bags of the week now. Um, my first shit bag of the week, NFTs. It's just, it's a horrible fucking concept. How they have any value just blows my mind. People that get it are a shit bag. People that buy them are a shit bag. It's just, I, I couldn't even imagine having an NFT or making one. What is the point? The last thing on my Safari browser is literally the Steph Curry NFT that just dropped today. I don't know how you can shitbag them. It's like buying art. If you're going to shitbag an NFT, you need to just shitbag the entire like art world because it's equivalent. Can you like print it out or something? Like, I don't, is it just a virtual thing that you own? Like, I don't understand. Like, I feel like art you can at least like put up somewhere and you can see it with an NFT. Like, I, I don't, I don't understand. I don't know. Here, let me let me give this a little little L two circle spin zone for you here. You buy a house, you get a deed for your house, right? Because you buy a painting, you don't get a deed for the painting. But with an NFT, when you purchase an NFT, there's like a digital deed that's associated with you and that painting that says that painting is yours. That's what makes them different. Plus, if you want a more utility aspect of an NFT, the new Steph Curry like NFT that I was following that just dropped. He like when you buy one of these NFTs, you get exclusive access to like giveaways for tickets, um, like backs, like not backstage, but like game passes or whatever you would call them. Like you get in, you get invites to to certain events depending on the NFT. So is it viewed as like an investment then, or is it just like, hey, this has value because people think it does little bit of both i guess it depends on what value you put on what the nft project is offering so if steph curry's offering you tickets to a game or game passes then how much do you think it's worth to own that piece of painting to get to go do that activity with steph curry is there a value on it or is there no value on it so that's kind of what the market decides you know it's just like the metaverse it's all fugazi fugazi like no one knows what's happening it's fake money same like crypto but i'm still invested in both it's like 
you could think of it as like a baseball card too. Why are some baseball cards worth some and why aren't some? It just depends on rarity. Well, that's my argument. If someone told me that a baseball card was worth $1,000, I'd tell them they're fucking dumb. Yeah, but what if that baseball card was now signed by the player that's on the card and that player is the all-time home runs leader? Yeah, but that's with a ton of things. That's There's a whole sports memorabilia like fan group, I guess you could say, that literally just goes out and buys stuff like that. So it's no different. Like You have your small clicks for everything. There's just what NFT click do you want to get into? I think sports memorabilia is like more reasonable, though, because you're holding like an item that they either wore or used or something, and it's like this player like directly was involved with this instead of just like their signature on like a piece of paper that happens to have a picture of them on it too. I don't know. The second you think of like, like we, we all have two personalities and there's like your real life one. And then there's your online one. Like when you really think about how much you have, like how much like your second like person, your online person has stored and like, Fuck, dude, there's so much, like, even little things, like social media. Like, that's just a whole other ball game when you think about it. It's just just crazy to think that we have two different personalities in that way. And so the NFTs is for our second personality, if you will, like an investment for our second personality. You just joked about the metaverse and then just pretty much exactly explained what the metaverse was. Right, I'm saying it's all fugazi, fugazi. Like I, I don't entirely understand it. It's all made up. It's all fake, but it's, it's something that everyone has. Yeah, I mean, it's just all really how you look at it. If you need the physical aspect of it, then crypto and NFTs aren't your thing. But it, like you said, if you're an internet person, like what's it matter? There's like a thing in this new metaverse, whatever they're talking about, that you're gonna have like art galleries that you can store your NFTs. So you buy NFTs store them in your metaverse home, and then people come in and see your fucking art collection. The only thing I never understood about it is, like, why can't I just screenshot it? That never made sense to me. You can, but that doesn't give you the digital deed that says it's yours. You can't resell that. There's no resale value on it. Like, I'll give you one last example, and then we'll go on to something else. There's an NFT called Gambling Apes, and when you buy an NFT, you get a certain percentage profit of a casino built by that gambling ape project of their like revenue so you're investing in a in a picture and then they give you returns on their their revenue i don't know maybe i'm just like too old school if someone told me to come visit their nft art gallery i would find a million reasons to be busy before i did that but you'll still drop 1600 on vcs yeah, sixteen hundred for sure. My next shit bag of the week is people who whistle. Um, it's just so so nonsensical. It just everyone hates you when you do it. And chances are, if you're just like whistling when you shouldn't be, like you're just annoying in general. So why don't you just at me next time, dude? Like I was literally whistling on my way in here. That's when you fucking wrote that shit down. No, it was unrelated to your your daily activities. Just like. I don't know. I just whistle on your own time. Don't do it around other people. <laughs> Didn't we just have nose whistlers as a shitbag for last episode? Any whistle noise you can produce, just go fuck yourself, okay? That's what we're telling you. 
shooting the sheet is a anti-whistling community if you whistle you don't deserve to be here is that what you guys are saying yeah so we also hate refs and lifeguards too and then my last shitbag of the week is going to be touch tunes um because a lot of people will just like go to a bar and use the touch tunes and just play shitty music instead of like the average music that the bar was going to play in the first place and then just kind of like throws off the vibe and you can't really skip their shit because they're paying for it. So people that abuse touch tunes are also a shit bag. Yeah, I got no comment on that. I couldn't agree more. Go fuck yourself. It's always the drunk white chick that is playing some garbage 2005 throwback song that nobody wants to hear. It's actually a pretty good business model, though, when you think about it. It's like recurring. Like you're always going to get paid by drunk white chicks at the bar. All right, so with that, we are going to move on to our second segment here today, and that's going to be our Christmas-themed draft. So as we've done in previous weeks, we will snake draft, and we will take turns selecting things related to Christmas. It doesn't necessarily need to have Christmas in the name. It just needs to be tied to the season and all the ideologies that surround it. So with that said, uh, Smiley, want to kick us off? Yeah, so with the first pick in the draft... I'm going to have to go with watching the white elephant opening at your family Christmas when people give gag gifts. That is electric, but more in specifically, I had an aunt last Christmas get a potty putt-putt, and the look on her face when the the purse or whatever she originally grabbed was there and then got snagged and had to pick up a potty putt-putt made Christmas. You just can't show up to a white elephant expecting to get like a reasonable gift. That's your first problem. Like, you know, everyone's just like messing around. So it's like, if you go in with no expectations, then maybe you get something good. But otherwise, you're just like, whatever. Like, that was how I expected it to go. White elephants are, I mean, like, they're just an awful idea, but they're, they're funny to be a part just because of what you said. I just, I don't like participating in them because it's, What's that thing called when you have to steal someone to pay someone else and like it's like net zero like someone's gonna be happy for every one person that's happy there's gonna be one person that is that's upset and everything in the middle you know I just let's just all stop getting gifts for everyone no more Christmas that's the best part the worse the gift the better it is when you're not involved that's why I find so much enjoyment of watching the parents do the shitty white elephant. Someone always gets fucked. Uh, with the second pick of the draft, I'm because I'm a fat ass. I'm gonna take frosting. Uh, no, not frosting the snowman. I'm gonna take frosting as in like the thing that you put on your. Oh, he's frosty. Yeah, he's frosty. I'm gonna take frosting, not frosty. ESL, ESL, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm gonna take frosting, the thing that goes on top of cookies and cake and shit. As I said, uh, just feels like it's not really a Christmas thing. It's a year-round thing, so it's very versatile. That's a safe pick at the two spot. That's like when your team drafts an offensive lineman, and you're like, well, that's not fucking helping the roster score points this year. That was a great analogy. I like that a lot. Um, I I personally am just like on the fence about frosting, so I, I like it sometimes. I don't other times. It just depends on where it is and how it's presented but safe pick yeah um with the third pick of the draft i'm gonna take 
the last year of your life before you figure out that Santa isn't real. Because that year you're like, you still believe it and you're starting to get older and you're like, damn, I'm going to like track him on like this website and see where he's at and all this stuff. And then like the year after you're like, okay, this shit's all a sham. And you're just like, mom and dad, like you want me to help you put the presents downstairs while my siblings asleep. So it's just like that last year, it's like, it's a good, good time before you like fall off the cliff and then the rest of your life happens. When slash how did you guys learn that he wasn't a thing? I was a little deviant and I heard some rummaging and decided to walk out of my room at like two o'clock on whatever Christmas Eve it was and just saw my my dad just under the tree and I was like, all right, well, rip. <laughs> yeah, I I was doing some rummaging myself and found the gifts from Santa. It's crazy. He made a delivery before Christmas. He's that good at his job. I got mine back because, uh, like, you know, when you put cookies and milk out, we used to put a little note out. I don't know what normal people do. We used to do that. Well, the next day, (laughs) the letter that Santa wrote back to me was in my mom's handwriting. And I ran, the second I read it, I ran over to her checkbook or some notebook that she writes in. I said, you're telling me these two look the same? Let's do a little bit better here, huh? Also, shout out Nate Hill, because it wasn't until sixth grade that I was able to convince him that Santa was fake. As we do in all good snake drafts as well. Another one back to you, Skiv. All right, my second pick of this draft is going to be cutting wrapping paper by dragging the scissors across the paper instead of actually cutting. There's nothing more satisfying than just holding the scissors and just going shh and it just like slices it. it's the craziest thing and like i suck at gift wrapping but i look forward to that because it's cool noise that's like uh that's probably gonna be seal the draft honestly like that's that's a pretty good one that's a pretty good a good one i uh i feel like that's just one of those what's what's it called when it like pleases you there's like a page oddly satisfying that's what it's called that's very oddly satisfying you're like a scissor wizard do you do do you do the scissor trick with the ribbons so you get the ribbons to curl up too do you know what i'm talking about i put on wrapping paper and tape (laughs) like there's nothing else going on my present i'm sorry to whoever's getting it but that's all you're getting mom show me this ribbon trick and if you like take a ribbon and pinch it with like the blade and then like pull it through like tease it through it coils it up perfectly another great scissor christmas trick you get do uh when you give significant others and parents and whatever presents do you put ribbons on them just curious i'm not shitting on you i'm just curious well do i or does my finished product because those are two very separate questions i do no wrapping i have two younger sisters why would i do any wrapping so you just so you just give them the show. I mean, I don't, I don't buy people presents. I don't believe in presents, but like, you just so you just give it to them without unwrapped. I'm a writer. I like that plan too. Yeah, I literally, I take the box. I say, hey, Rich, this needs to get wrapped up nice. <laughs> and then I come back in 15 minutes, and boom, it's wrapped up nice. It's a great gig. That's that's electric. That's a good sister at Shree. I hope you listen to that carefully. um with my next pick of the draft i'm gonna go with christmas vacation i know a lot of families like i know that's split some families are like no we have to be home for christmas we have to see your grandma your grandpa the church the jesus guy 
like uh, all that stuff, you know. But my family, we don't celebrate Christmas. We still do like the gift part and the Christmas tree, but not like the actual meaning of Christmas. So we normally go on vacation every winter break. At least we try to. Uh, usually somewhere warm. But I'm I'm a big fan of Christmas vacations, and like it's almost perfect because if you go on like Christmas Day. Tickets are cheaper than Christmas Eve and a little bit before that. And if you come back like the 30th or the 31st, you get back in time just for New Year's Eve with anyone. Like it's it's good. I like Christmas. Do you like going to like warm places or cold places for Christmas? Because I'm kind of like in a debacle. Like do you go to warm places or cold places for spring break? Like do you go skiing? Do you go to a beach? Whatnot. But same thing with Christmas. Do you go somewhere warm like Florida or do you go out to Colorado and go skiing? So, I mean, we're like, we have been to over Christmas vacation. The only cold place we've been to is like Wisconsin and for skiing. And we did that once. So, like, I wouldn't say, like, I wouldn't say that's my first preference. I'd rather go to the Cayman Islands, the Bahamas, something like that. I've never gone on one of those skiing trips, but I really want to because they look like just a great time. You get like an Airbnb. You do like hot tub and drinks at night and then the slopes during the day. Looks like a great time. Something we should look into, honestly. Yeah, we should look into that, honestly. I've never gone on a Christmas vacation either. Actually, I think I've been to Florida one time, but I don't even know if that was for Christmas. So it doesn't really count. Does it still snow in Colorado? This might be stupid. Does it snow in Colorado? And the mountains are so high that there's snow there all the time. So then we can still go in the summer and it'll be cheaper, yeah? You understand that like... California, you can ski year round too, right? I was unaware of this. No, yeah, this is definitely the voice of someone in the know. Yeah, no, I had yeah, no idea because the mountains are like so high that it's like colder because of the elevation. So you can like ski year round, even in California. That would make sense. Checks out. Story, yeah. story checks, out. checks out. So yes. But, uh, so we should we should hit that in the summer then. Wait, did we say this is a uh, three-rounder or four-rounder? Three? Okay, that makes my decision a little tougher. Got to figure out. We got a lot of names on the draft board here. We got to figure out who we're going with. <sighs> okay, with the second, sec third pick in the second round, I'm going to have to go with getting the privilege of placing the star at the top of the Christmas tree. <laughs> if you have siblings or whatnot, you know that that only comes around once every couple of years. That's a big fight who gets to put the star up there that's like easily the best part so i mean getting that privilege once every three years for me optimal it's just like even if you don't do any of the rest of the work on the tree if you put the star on top it feels like it's your tree for that season so it's like it's just like a, a winning statement yeah i yeah i could put on infinite or ornaments but if i get the star i mean you trump the entire rest of the tree it's a no-brainer i'm actually uh <clears throat> gonna go ahead and say it i've never had a christmas tree star like we just put up the christmas we have a fake christmas tree i don't know about you guys but we have a fake christmas tree it's got lights on it we just put ornaments and Call it a day. I don't know what the fuck this star is. I mean, I've seen it on TV, but... I'm literally buying you a star for Christmas, and I will give you the privilege of putting it on top of your tree for the first time ever. 
Well, I feel like since you're certified, my brother, according to Hindu religion, like it's only fair that if you bring the star, you get to put the star on. No, 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 no. It would be my honor to watch you place your first star. I, I didn't do mine this year. I didn't get that honor, but I'm pretty sure I did it last year. So I'll be all right for another year. So a tree without a star is like a sandwich without bread. It doesn't make any sense. It's like you have to do it or else you're just like half-assing it. And that's... Uh, did you not hear my last pick? That's exactly what we do. We just fucking mail it in, dude. We don't give a fuck. We like, as I said, we don't, we're not religious. We're not or religious to Christianity or whatever you want to call it or however Christmas started. We, we just don't care. I just think it's more so that we fit in with people. We don't do it for the, for the like actual meaning. I'm buying you a star and it'll be in the spirit of gift giving for Christmas. And then it's like an ornament. It's like getting you just a big ornament for the top of the tree. Can you have inscripted in it or inscribed on it smelly? Love smelly. Put a QR code to your NFT on it. No way, bro. That thing's in that thing's in a vault. So you got uh Christmas tree star privilege and um what was your first The pick? white elephant shitty gag gifts. All right, so you got those two. What's your last pick? This is a tough one. I'm reading through the list here, but I'm going to have to go with building the massive igloos in your front yard after like you shovel the driveway after a fat snowfall. Once you get like a super big igloo and you start you go all out, you start getting some tunnels in it. I think that that's like elite neighborhood clout right there. Like all the other neighborhood kids are like, "Fuck, that kid's got a nice igloo." That's a good one. That's a good one. It never like snows anymore so that sucks but like when it does we should just build a mansion just like a two-day house because it's gonna melt after that but i swear like when's the last time we had a white christmas like i swear like i haven't seen snow on christmas in like the longest time i i don't think it snows during the winter months anymore i think we gotta start like it snows in spring let's be honest so april 16th put on your calendars let's build an igloo me and the uh the cul-de-sac neighborhood boys we would always each build an igloo at like the end of the driveway and then we'd have a fat snowball fight just cross street didn't matter so i never lived in a cul-de-sac how's that uh like when the snowplow comes around how big do those mountains get i bet those get fat. i spend more time shoveling the end of my driveway out than i do the rest of my driveway collectively but it's nice for the igloo because you take all that piled up snow and it's already like pushed up kind of on the curb and you just add on top of that and then you got a monster fatty glue. That's that's a solid one. I Damn. My draft board sinks so <laughs> far. As I said, we mail it in here. We mail it here and we mail it in here in the Pothanker family. And so with my last pick, we're going to do the same thing. We're going to mail it in. We're going to go for a C-plus rating. Plastic Christmas trees. Big fan of those. You know why? Because uh, I'm pretty sure the one that's in Steve's house is plastic. And it's been with it's been up for six and a half years, maybe 12. Uh, and, like, those things never go bad, really. It's just a lot easier to put up, a lot easier to take down. Not that much of a mess that gets made. The lights are already on it. Just fucking mail it in. People try too hard for Christmas. That's, I know I'm shitting on your sex, but people try too hard sometimes. You would think 
that the plastic tree would be so simple until you have to assemble multiple plastic trees a year. And once one section of the lights goes out, the whole tree is fucking useless. You just have like dead lights all over the place. I literally had to throw out two Christmas trees this year because they just didn't turn on anymore. It was a waste. They're supposed to like rotate and have lights. There was no rotation and no lights. So it was just a plastic tree. Yeah, it was just a plastic tree with dead lights. That's super interesting because I swear to God, the one that is in uh, our uh, living room, we've had that since I was four years old. Like it, I swear to God. I must be just getting some fucking bunk ass Christmas trees. Well, it's not, it's not S tier Christmas tree. It's just, as I said, it's definitely better than a real tree though. Just the fact that you don't have to clean up pine needles every other two hours makes it so much worth. We got a real tree one time and cutting it down sucks in the cold, dragging it home sucks ass getting it inside without making a mess and then still cleaning up a mess every day because it continues to make a mess. We're definitely in the minority here though. Cause most people prefer a real tree. I think it's a waste of time. Like people say tradition, like blah, blah, blah. Having, first of all, if you want to get a good real tree, you can't go to like the local Walgreens at that little like stand they have. You have to drive to like the countryside and go like where someone grows them and get a good one. Cause like, if you're going to get a real one, you might as well get a good one. So that already makes like hour and a half round trip to find a good one. Then you have to clean, like you said, all the time. It just doesn't make any sense. Like it's so much more convenient to just have like something you shove in a box and just put up. It's like, it's just like lights. You know how like with your girlfriends, it's pick and choose your battles. So me and Melissa had that argument. And that's why I picked it because I can't draft it when I move in with her because apparently she really wants a, a real Christmas tree real bad. So it's yeah, <laughs> I, I didn't say How are you're sweeping up zero pine needles all Christmas season. Pine needle duty. Not my job. It's I, I don't know. I love I love plastic Christmas trees. I love how easy it is. Things that things that are easier for smooth brained people like me need to like there needs to be more easy things to do so that is my last pick of the draft we got frosting we got uh plastic christmas trees and we got it was the safe pick no i have no idea i don't even remember which it must have been bad you got a bad draft board top to bottom oh and christmas vacation christmas vacation christmas vacation Christmas vacation. We got Christmas vacation. We got plastic trees. And we got frosting the non snowman. I'm blaming my failure to remember that on long COVID. So I just, I can't remember things anymore. So that's why it, it's no disrespect to you. Um, so with the last pick of the draft, I'm going to take what I think probably should have been picked already. I'm going to go with hot chocolate with marshmallows and candy canes inside of it. It is such an elite thing to have this time of year because one, it's warm. Two, it has just the right amount of sugar. And then the marshmallows get like kind of squishy inside the hot chocolate. And it's just like the flavor is just unmatched. It's so good. Mix in a little bit of like peppermint schnapps in there too. And now you got yourself a killer Christmas mixy. Me and Mike at the Bears game the other weekend, that's all we were drinking pregame. It was just hot chocolate and peppermint schnapps. Hits yeah, so I was kind of thinking more like in the office kind of vibes, but like 
you add some of that to it, you get out to like a little tailgate, you're going to have a shelf a day. You could, still, you could still do it in the office. It's in a little mug. Nobody knows. What, what they don't know can't kill them. When you start slurring your words in the middle of the team meeting, it might be a little suspect. Don't drink too much. You'll be all right. Drink responsibly. Just catch a buzz. All right, we're going to switch it up here a little bit. We'll kick it off. Just a quick sports section here. Um, I got this question sent in to me the other day. I forget who sent it, but it was a pretty good question, so we're going to talk about it. And the question is, if you could have one athlete play both sides of the football, every position, offense and defense, what athlete makes the best football team? So are you saying, are you saying like, let's compare this to basketball because I don't want to give away anyone's answer. So would I be picking point guard or would I be picking LeBron J- or LeBron? You're James picking James. a player. So like, let's say like you pick um, Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers has to play quarterback, offensive line, corner, D line, every single thing. What athlete creates the best super team? Uh, I'm going to, I mean, assuming adjusting for age, I'm going to take uh, Deion Sanders prime time. I feel like the best, the most athletic player on any field at any given point is going to be your DBs, right? And like man coverage corners are probably like the most athletic people of all time, potentially. And uh, just top top of my head, the best um, the best DB that I've ever like, I guess not watched, but you know. I feel like Dion's definitely that dude. I mean, he played two sports. Like you can't even. He played two sports at the same time. It's hard to hard to like say that's not the guy that I want on my team. Are we assuming that these players can't get injured or not? Because that's going to heavily impact who I select. Yeah, they're invincible. None of them can get hurt. You got the full roster, twenty-two man lineup, one guy. I mean, I was just going to say that I think Deion Sanders gives you a lot of ball skills, but like he's what, like 5'10, 5'9? Like he's going to get absolutely trounced by like a ton of people. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. I've got, I've got two guys in mind, but both of my guys could definitely get down in the trenches and cause some damage to a team Deion, that's for sure. I'm thinking I'll I'll give you both of my answers, but I'm gonna finalize one. After hearing you say Dion, I thought Bo Jackson immediately. Dude's a fucking tank. I mean, I think the only issue with him with him would be throwing the football. But if I had a line of Bo Jacksons with a Bo Jackson running back, I don't think I need to pass the ball more than a Mac Jones amount of times. But I'm gonna final answer Aaron Donald. Because I don't think anyone is going to tackle Aaron Donald when he has the ball, and I don't think you're going to assemble another team of players that could get through an Aaron Donald offensive or defensive line. All right, L2 Circle. Team Dion, we put nine guys on the line and hope that we block, we somehow block all your Aaron Donald. We put primetime at QB, and then we put primetime out wide. You don't think he burns Aaron With Donald? what? 1.2 seconds to get the ball off? If you have 10 Aaron Donalds rushing the passer or even four Aaron Donalds on the line, how much time do you think Dion QB has to get that ball out to wide receiver Dion? I'm thinking you're running slants maybe. Obviously, if you get the ball in space, we're going to be fucked, but 
I think we're going to have too much pressure up the middle on both sides of the football to not win a Super Bowl. Are we are we planning an era where chop blocking is illegal or legal? I would let you chop block Team Aaron Donald, and I still don't think you would get through him. Street rules. Street rules. All right. Um, I am going to select Usain Bolt. And my reasoning behind this is I'm going to line up 11 Usain Bolts in a row and just run infinite jet sweeps until... Your dot, your guys get too tired, and then he's just gonna house it on every play. Yeah, we're not stopping that. <laughs> uh, yeah, we're not stopping that. He's too fast. We're gonna literally score every possession. You're gonna score every possession. Hopefully, we have the ball last. Well, I mean, Team Aaron Donald might win that because Usain Bolt would score too fast, and then you could just milk the rest of the third and fourth quarter and just take the final possession. Yeah, but if we left them with two seconds left on the clock, there's a, probably a pretty good chance he houses it on the kickoff return. So we literally are going to have to be milking this out perfectly for Team Aaron Donald. So are both of you guys just going for two every play? You guys can't... Uh, how are you guys going to do Well, is Harbaugh my coach or no? Because if so, we probably are going for two on every play. Yeah, we're definitely rolling with Harbaugh, but... Every two point play, we're gonna have ten guys, or we're gonna have nine guys on the line, one fullback and one Aaron Donald, and we're just gonna march. My team's gonna purposely fall start back to the fifty yard line so that we have more field to work with and we can use more space for our jet sweeps. That was that was a pretty good answer you said, Bolt. I did not see that coming. I was thinking about NFL players only, but I guess that's pretty fair. That's fair. I'm trying to think of who else would be good. Skiv, you mentioned LeBron James would probably make a good team. I'm trying to think, like, who's, like, a big motherfucker that has some speed to him? Well, imagine, like, 11 John Rosses that are healthy. That'd be insane. I think my – I if I can change my answer, I, I don't know if I'd want to, but my B team is going to be a team full of D-Gores. He'd go nuts. He'd 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 put up point. Each one of them would put up point three fantasy points per game at Ben at Bennis. Imagine a team of like Spud Webs playing a team of Yao Ming's. Who do you think wins? <laughs> In football, of course, not basketball. Football. It has to be Spud Web. Like, there's no way Yao Ming can play football. Couldn't he just, like, stretch his arm forward for three yards every play, though? Like, literally just leaning Tower of Pisa forward, and you'll crush a couple spud webs on the way down. Yeah, he, he should just snap it and fall over, and then just do that every play. Three yards a play, you're not getting stopped. Four times three, first down. Hey, so Craig's telling us we're running out of time here but thank you so much for watching listening laughing crying whatever you're doing we appreciate you make sure you like subscribe comment follow share all the above none of the above have no idea why you would do none of the above but anything that you do helps uh at scs pod yt on all socials tune in or i mean follow make sure you're following us we do give away a decent amount of money i'd i'd say for an indie company we do we do give away a lot more money that we should be giving away. Um, but thank you so much for joining us today. So from Skiv, Smelly, myself, Craig, 
Uh, be a friend, tell a friend. Let's get to the weekend, and we'll see you next week. Yeah. We'll be better. We Eight four seven, those are the digits, and the two five four is where I pay my visits. H Town is where I went to catch the chips, and everywhere I go, they say I'm gifted. Having premonitions of a better way of living. I've been sitting, thinking, wondering, why do I never listen? I'd probably be ahead of this position, but the one ahead of me should know I'm trying to close the distance.